0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center online radio network. Tap into your fullest potential, starring the founder of the EFT Healing Center, Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, Scott. I'm good, thank you. I'm a little cold. It started to snow here, just as we started talking.
0: Winter has come. There's no doubt about it. We'll have to tap on that one.
1: Yes, how to adjust to the colder climate.
0: That's right. Uh, So I understand that you did an advanced training this past weekend.
1: Yes, I did. I did that my uh, aim. Met Association for the Advancement of Meridian Energy Techniques uh, authorized a Level 3 workshop. Uh, so it is, as you say, an advanced workshop, and we're covering pretty advanced techniques and, and going through some uh, neuro-linguistic programming techniques as well. Really how, how people can get to the root of EFT and use it with amazing effectiveness. And if people who are attending are practitioners, how they can really deepen their skills with their clients. It's a phenomenal course um, and it, it uh, involves mentoring and supervision afterwards.
0: Wow that sounds exciting and uh, a few weeks before that we had the EFT gathering too so we had uh, quite a few people from well from as far away as England and uh, throughout the United States coming up to Vancouver to participate in that and I was there and uh, it was an amazing weekend that was uh, people were just having uh, and they were learning a lot, I think would be the best way to put it, how to use EFT in ways that uh, I have to say that I never, it never, ever would have occurred to me. So it was a very, very exciting weekend as well.
1: Yes, I'm glad you were part of it, Scott. Uh, it was great. Great having you there. And it, I think it was a wonderful, diverse group of presenters and they proved how skilled they were. And the feedback I've had since has been fantastic. Many of the students at the Level 3 program at the weekend were raving about it and I've had emails and uh, a lot of action on Facebook about it. So it, it's been very exciting. I'm already, as you can imagine, knowing me, I'm already planning next year's event now and we already have a lineup of speakers uh, So it's uh, already taking off for 2012.
0: Cool. So if somebody wanted to uh, jump on quickly, they could go, what's the domain name that they could go to again?
1: Yes. So to view the speakers that attended uh, this year's event and and the structure of the event, uh, you can go to canadianeftgathering.com and uh, there's still the schedule of this year up and there's still the list of speakers and in the new year that will change to be the new speakers and in time the new schedule and the venue uh, will be the same so most of the website uh, will be exactly the same for next year. Cool
0: and just I have to just say this there we, we At the gathering, I was really excited, at the gathering we, we learned about doing EFT for your pets, doing EFT for people that uh, weren't there, although with permission, and we also learned about sound and EFT, those were uh, just some real highlights, and uh, the work that you and Jeannie did at the end was absolutely amazing. Um, it was very, you know, a meditative type of, uh, uh, type of finish t- that I just thought was the, the uh, icing on the cake. And one of the things that we did was we recorded the whole event. So you'll be hearing probably in the next little while about how you can uh, be almost as good as being there, but at least experience the, the learning that we all experienced that weekend. And I think that's going to be really exciting as well.
1: Yes, it certainly is. It's a great opportunity for people who are unable to attend because of travel or other time uh, constraints. Uh, so I'm really pleased to be able to offer this uh, to others, Scott, because it just gets the word of the gathering out there and more people can benefit from the, the learning that took place. I mean, some, some of the amazing presentations around setting effective boundaries and also uh, recognizing fight, flight, freeze response, and how to overcome that, as well as uh, EFT for children uh, and EFT for self-empowerment and really aligning with our life's purpose. I mean, there were some extraordinary presentations. And then that meditation that you mentioned uh, was something that I did with my colleague, Jeannie Patel. And uh, we finished with a meditation called Listen to Your Body and really got people connected with what was going on with their body and how the body was dialoguing with them and what the body's needs were. So it was a very eclectic bunch of... Of presentations, I think
0: it really was, and it 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 blew my mind because even though we've been working together for for a long time now, uh, I have I've always had EFT in a very small box, and now I'm seeing that uh, uh, it doesn't fit in any box. I guess would be a good way of putting it. But I was just—it really opened my mind and my eyes to uh, ways of using of using it that I just had never ever considered before, and I think it's really exciting and very powerful.
1: Yes, and interestingly, that's a lot of the feedback that we had uh, afterwards as well. That it it has opened people's minds up to different possibilities with EFT. So hooray! Yes. Because as Gary Craig, the founder, has always maintained, try it on everything. And I think at the gathering at the end of October, that's exactly what we were doing.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, we, we covered an awful lot. And in your advanced training that you did this past weekend, uh, one of the things you mentioned to me that uh, that you did there, which I had never heard of, so I want to know a little bit more about it, was something called reversal tapping, which to me means, I, I guess you start at the at the bottom and work your way up instead of the top and work your way down. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you want to add more bad feelings and anger and take down (laughs) boundaries that serve you, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, the reversal tapping is um, an an advanced procedure that I teach in Level 3, and I I wanted to share it with you today because it's so useful uh, when uh, someone is uh, reaching a level of concern or anxiety or frustration that EFT isn't working and of course there are many reasons why EFT doesn't work. Um, I mean one, one of those is the skill of the person using it so it could be that somebody who's new to EFT is taking on um, a challenge or a problem uh, that is way too complex, has far too many aspects um, like so for example uh, a chronic illness uh, or a weight issue Um, or uh, a condition, for example, such as schizophrenia. And um, so that's where there is a little bit of conflict because we we hear we'll try it on everything, but then there are certain topics where we do need a level of of understanding and training. Um, Another reason why EFT doesn't work is because we're simply not being specific enough. Uh, So often I'll hear clients say, Uh, New clients that I'm talking to uh, will say, well, I've tried EFT and I've tapped on things like even though I have multiple sclerosis, I accept myself. And that's very general. It's way too global because there are any number of reasons why somebody may feel that way. Also, um, they're not identifying the core issue. So they're simply just tapping on the symptoms that are showing up. And that's that's one of the biggest impediments that I observe with people. So for example, they may be tapping on the physical pain or their need to have a cigarette or their anger towards their mother, but they're not really getting identifying where this stems from uh, at the root. And of course, also not being persistent enough. Um, And people, I think it's easy to think oh this doesn't work so i'm not going to bother anymore uh, the good thing about eft is it always works it's just how we apply it that we need to change um, and one of the ways um, is to be um aware of the the different um reversals that are going on so um the there is a term called general polarity reversal um which is a, a form of psychological reversal and uh and that that's when the uh, energy system is, uh, well, reversed and not flowing in the direction that it needs to be. And um, we can neutralize it in many different ways. Uh, and one of those ways, th- th- this is sort of specific if something's very chronic and it's, it's ongoing and un. Uh, uh, apparently unresolvable. So one of the ways uh, to use EFT on it is to not actually verbalize what's going on and talk about it, but just simply tap on the karate chop point for a period of time. And I encourage uh, my clients to do this uh, uh, over a course of time with regularity. So they might be tapping on the karate chop point every hour, for about 10, 20 seconds or so and do that for a couple of days even a week every time they they believe they need to so let me give some examples so for example somebody wanting to quit smoking uh, whenever they have that craving coming up uh, they would tap the karate chop point without saying anything just simply tapping the karate chop points together uh, or so, if so, so
0: and Annabelle this am clear on this Let's, let's, I think smoking is a great example. So let's just use that for just right now. I, I, I'm not a smoker, but let's say I was a smoker. I wanted to do, I was doing EFT on it. And, and I'm, uh, sitting in a meeting with 30 other people, right at work and everything else. And I'm thinking, man, I want a cigarette. Now, obviously I'm not going to do the whole process that we have done in, in previous episodes in terms of, you know, uh, saying out loud, you know, even though I feel like I should have a cigarette and I just want one so badly, I still love and uh, love myself. But you're saying I could, like, because I could just imagine sitting there and just, you know, tapping my karate chop point. No one would even really even notice probably be uh, down on my lap. Uh, but that's the only only part of the process we're talking about. We're not talking about tapping the top of my head or the eyes or, or any of the other points.
1: No, that's right. It's just simply the karate chop point. And the reason for this is Scott because the karate chop point is what we call the psychological reversal point so uh, when we tap on this this is uh, this is what we're overriding we're overriding the self-sabotage that's going on the points of the body are simply reminder points so acknowledging yes this is happening this is going on in my life so in essence uh, I mean I don't know that anybody's ever developed this but maybe we would get results for uh, by only tapping on the karate Karate chop point and saying the phrases, and then that would be a newer form of EFT. But so yes, you're absolutely right. It's just the karate chop point that we're tapping on. But in this instance, we're not actually saying anything. Mm -hmm. So it's just the awareness that whatever it is is going on. So the cigarette craving um, or the anguish around the illness. Uh, or the fear of the speaking engagement, or whatever it is, and simply tapping the karate chop point. And I recommend to do that with regularity. So to do it for about 20 seconds every hour, for example. So just, uh, just as somebody may have a glass of water, uh, just before they have that glass of water, they tap their karate chop point for about 15 to 20 seconds. This is a great way of neutralizing general polarity reversal. Um, and uh, another way is definitely to um, drink more water. Because one thing we definitely notice, or I, well, certainly I notice when I'm working with clients, that there can be a drop in energy if they're dehydrated. So I always encourage my clients to drink water. So drink water that helps uh, shake up the energy system keep us hydrated eliminates toxins and so forth also be aware of the toxins in the environment so what is it that you've just eaten before you've started tapping where are you sitting are you sitting in front of a computer Are you sitting near some plug sockets uh... what's going on in your environment that could be aggravating your energy system and preventing success so um, when we 're thinking about uh, the energy system, we want to keep it hydrated, we want to keep it free of toxins, um, and we want to uh, create an environment that's safe for tapping so that the person uh, and their sub- subconscious is really buying into the fact that uh, the change is possible and change is safe as well now um, Doing uh, the, the major way to do uh, to to redress, as I just mentioned, the psychological ver- reversal is the traditional setup, which is on the karate chop point saying, even though I have this problem, I deeply and completely accept myself. That's the most usual way that people would do that. Everybody who has learned EFT, everyone who's taken level one in EFT knows that that's how we overcome the the initial uh, psychological reversal, the sabotage. Um, but however, that may uh, not fix the general polarity reversal. So for example, if the person is deeply dehydrated or surrounded by toxins or just consumed food that's toxic for their energy system. And also two other reasons why that may not be enough. Uh, why tapping on the cruddy chop point and acknowledging verbally the problem may not be enough. Uh, And I think these are really interesting. One of those is if a person is, uh, is consistently thinking negative thoughts, uh, so their their lifestyle is, is such that all the time they're thinking negatively, like, well, this one, uh, I'll never be good enough, or this one won't happen to me, or isn't it typical that it's snowing, I wanted to go outside, or that person doesn't like me. So every, every scenario that they're in throughout the day has a negative connotation to it. So if that person has chronic negative thoughts, doing the regular s- start to EFT, the setup, is not going to be effective. Also, uh, if the person is struggling with an addiction of some kind, uh, then the general setup is not going to be effective enough. So uh, those are some useful tips for knowing when when it's important to take EFT to another level to get the results you want. So is the person addicted to something? Are they thinking chronically negative thoughts? Are they dehydrated? Are there toxins in the environment? All of those things will affect the general polarity reversal and, and cause the energy to flow in the direction that, I don't want to say the wrong direction, but the direction it, that's, that's not beneficial.
0: So Annabelle, the, this is i find this really really fascinating and I've done some kinesiology or muscle testing and one of the reasons that the way I was taught that we always test the muscle testing to make sure that we're like strong when we tell the truth and and i guess weak when we lie or don't tell the truth and there are times when in doing the muscle testing where will say, say our real name and be weak. So mm-hmm. they say, you know, so then there's, they, we fluff us off and they do different things. So they get it the right way because we need to get the correct answer in order to, you know, to be able to make sense of the information that we're getting. So uh, I've never really thought, it's kind of a reversal because I'm being weak when I should be strong and strong when I should be weak. And we have to get that the right way, in order for the, the rest of the techniques to be effective, is this kind of the same thing that we're talking about here with. Uh, and I and I guess the, <laughs> the in the kinesiology that I know, it would be if you're getting all the wrong answers, you would be correcting all the wrong things. And I'm just thinking if you're if you have this polarity reversal going on, I, I guess I don't think it would be right to say that instead of making everything better, you're making it worse, but. I'm just kind of confused about how that if, – like if you didn't neutralize the polarity reversal, you would have a lesser impact? or That's
1: right, and you probably actually, Scott, have no impact.
0: Have no impact, okay.
1: So going back to your, your thought about kinesiology, muscle testing, which is kinesiology, is a great way to demonstrate reversals. So, I mean, in it's very, very um, – most global way because uh, you talked about my name is so um if, if i say my name is annabelle and you test me Hopefully, my arm or my uh, whatever way the person's muscle testing stays strong. And if I say my name's Scott, then it's weak. So that's a great way to demonstrate a reversal because obviously my energy system is not in agreement to the fact that my name is Scott because I'm not. Um, But as far as EFT goes, if uh, there is general polarity reversal going on, we're not going to get the healing that we're looking for. So we can tap and tap and tap. Uh, but we're not going to get the results. So this is where an awareness of what's going on is so huge and that's why it's so easy to criticize EFT and say, oh, well, it's not working. But uh, does the person need some water? Have they been, are they hydrated? Are they someone who thinks negative thoughts on a consistent basis? Because that is enough to create that reversal. Mm And with EFT, it's very easy to understand if somebody's reversed because once they have done the setup, even though I have this problem, I accept myself anyway, and they start tapping the points on the body and saying the reminder phrases, when they check back in, if the suds level, the intensity rating hasn't dropped, then they know that something's going on. Because, of course, our aim with EFT is for the intensity rating to gradually reduce um, and hopefully sooner rather than later. So uh, we know that um, somebody is reversed. Uh, when they're tapping because the SUDS rating is staying the same or it's going down in very incremental steps like 10, 9.5, 9. And a half, nine. Right. So there, there are always clues for us to know is, is this working in the way that it's uh, supposed to be or are there some impediments here? Are there things uh, that are uh, uh, challenging the process? Uh, So then now we have some information about what could be going on, uh, then we know how to override it. So as I said at the beginning, we can then uh, start to just simply tap on the karate chop point for a period of time on regular occasions throughout the day, not thinking of anything, just the simple tapping. Um, And I I suggest 15 to 20 seconds, because this is going to straighten out the energy system, override that reversal. And uh, then the other the other part to be aware of um, that, that is that I guess the second part um, of the psychological reversal is secondary benefit syndrome. Uh, and we discuss this at some length in my workshop at the weekend. Um, and you and I have actually discussed this in, a, in another way uh, on several podcasts around self sabotage. Um, so, it's really when the subconscious uh, has such a tight grip on um, our thinking that we believe it's safer on the subconscious level to stay where we are. It's, it's too threatening to let go of the problem and, and move forward, um, and it's safer to stay exactly where we are. So, I'll give you an example. A client that I'm working with um, has uh, ha- had a um, a great relationship in, in, on some levels with her mother, and then uh, a very um, a, a, a very challenging relationship with her on other levels, and has a lot of anger towards her mother and We were recently tapping, and she actually realized through the tapping that it was too scary to let go of the anger because the anger had provided a protective um, mask or armor, so to speak, and enabled her to be strong and resilient around her mother. She said, if I let go of the anger, it means that I will be soft, it'll, I'll, it'll soften me and she'll walk all over me. So even though there were um, many challenges around their relationship, and it was highly dysfunctional in certain areas, uh, that was safer for her than simply being able to let go of the anger uh, because of the fear or threat of, of becoming, I guess another word would be vulnerable and what that would mean. So uh, she, she realized she was totally cognizant. I mean, this was coming from a conscious level as well as a subconscious level that the anger served her because it protected her. So we would call that secondary benefit syndrome. There was a secondary benefit to holding on to the anger. It provided her with strength and resilience whenever she came into contact with her mother. Um, and also, uh, whatever the problem is for somebody... I notice it a lot with clients that I work with who are chronically ill. uh, Whatever's going on for them, so uh, uh, smoking or uh, weight challenges or illness, uh, or anxiety, that becomes the person's identity. So all those years back, I was Annabelle, the one with chronic fatigue syndrome. Or somebody might be, oh, John, he's the smoker. Or someone else, Jane, she's the one who has panic attacks. It's, it's the, the identity that's created for the person. Um, and that's quite scary to, to let go of that identity. Even though it may not be um, uh, an identity that serves someone, it's still scary to let that go Uh, and very threatening to to lose it and move forward. Uh, So people aren't uh, conscious, most usually, that this is going on. So uh, it's a challenge to even know how to tap on it. But again, just having an awareness that secondary benefit syndrome could be in place we that awareness means we can work in a different way with EFT. So, shall I tell you about that, Scott?
0: Yes, absolutely. I, <laughs> that was actually going to be my question. Is like, and and the other thing I was thinking of too, as you were talking, Annabelle, was this is um, probably the strongest argument I have ever heard from you for working with uh, an EFT practitioner because. I'm thinking of myself, right? I'm, okay, my identity is na 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 and because of that, I'm stuck where I am, and where I am is a place that I'm not happy with, right? Uh, so I want to change, right? I've got too much anger. I've got bad relationships. I, you know, my life is always a big drama. Like, whatever it is, I'm sick, whatever it happens, I smoke, whatever it happens to be, and... Because of what you've been talking about, I can see why change is so difficult. First of all, I don't admit it. <clears throat> this is what the problem is. So I'm not aware, and I'm, and not only do I not admit it, I'm not even aware enough of it to probably admit it. Uh, you know, if maybe, maybe if I was aware of it, that would be the first step to admitting it, and then from there it would be, I, you know, I, but I mean, I'm not even at the first step, right? So if I'm just doing EFT by myself, and I would probably give up after a short period of time because I don't see any difference in, in anything that's going on. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I'm just exactly what you said. I've got all these secondary benefits that I don't look at, that I'm not aware of, that's the foundation of all of my issues. So it's kind of like I've got a wall and it's got a couple of marks on it, so I'm painting it. But the foundation is such that the, the place is about to fall off of a cliff. <laughs> right, but but because I'm not looking at the foundation, I'm not looking at anything else. I'm just painting my wall. And then it's like, holy smokes, why did this catastrophe happen to me? Why does this catastrophe always happen to me? You know, because I'm painting the wall instead of fixing the foundation.
1: Yes, exactly. So with this, we're getting to the core, the deep foundations of what's going on. And why would you be able to identify that yourself? Because you're to- you're in it. You're su- mm-hmm. looking at it subjectively, whereas a practitioner will come in objectively. I mean, it's very easy for me when I'm working with a client. It could be like this morning, I was working with a client and immediately my red flag started waving around. She, she was just simply relating something that had happened. And I immediately identified, there was secondary benefit syndrome there, so we discussed it together. She was totally up for it. She, she got it straight off, which was brilliant. And then started digging deeper on her own and, and coming up with even further insights that we were able to tap on. Uh, but most usually, it's not that simple, uh, especially if somebody is new to um, to, uh, to self growth or self healing. It, it's unlikely that they'll be able to see what their identity is or even be Uh, be aware of it or or how to resolve it. So certainly uh, having that outside perspective uh, to to show the way and uh, like unlock a door and show another option is definitely, definitely what I would recommend for sure. Particularly when we're talking about very deeply rooted chronic conditions and I don't just necessarily mean illness. I mean there are many different complex issues going on that people try and use EFT for. But because they're not aware of the secondary benefit syndrome, they're not aware of the general polarity reversals, they come across a lot of stumbling blocks. So the way to override the secondary benefit syndrome, and in fact, when I use EFT, I do this all the time anyway. So it's a natural, it's a given, it takes about a minute to do and I incorporate it into every round of tapping that I do with my clients, no matter what's coming up, um, because it it acknowledges all, all, all possibilities. So the way that we started is to go to the karate chop point um, and to acknowledge the opposite of what is true. Uh, so most people, if I were to ask them, do you want to be well and recover from this illness, they're going to say yes. Do you want to be a non-smoker? Yes. Uh, do you want to be? Do you want to complete that book and be a well-known author? Yes. Uh, but of course, there's that other part of them, the subconscious, which of course is in the driver's seat, saying, "You've got to be kidding." No, I don't. And there's any number of reasons why that is. So we honour the two parts, and that's the crucial thing about the secondary benefit syndrome. We neutralise that by honouring both parts that are going on for us, uh, not. Neither part is right, neither part is wrong. They're just there. So, Scott, uh, why don't we practice that together? Let's tap on the karate chop point and uh, we'll say this. Even though I, uh, for whatever reasons,
0: even though for whatever reasons,
1: conscious or subconscious,
0: conscious or subconscious,
1: I don't want to get over this problem.
0: I don't want to get over this problem.
1: And I accept myself anyway. And I accept myself anyway even though it could be even though it could be that i don't deserve to let go of this problem
0: that i don't deserve to let go of this problem
1: i do deserve to accept all of me
0: i do deserve to accept all of me
1: even though there's a big part of me
0: even though there's a big part of me
1: that's unwilling or unable to release this problem
0: that's unwilling or unable to release this problem
1: there is a wiser and more powerful part of me.
0: There is a wiser and more powerful part of me
1: that longs to be free of it.
0: That longs to be free of it
1: and to move forward.
0: And to move forward.
1: So I've decided to listen to that part of me today.
0: So I've decided to listen to that part of me today.
1: Great. So that is literally the beginning of the setup. We do that and then we go into the regular setup, which is even though I have this problem, I accept myself. Even though this is going on for me, I accept myself. So it's an additional setup part of the setup process. As I say, it takes about a minute to add, it's not really an add-on, it's a precursor. Uh, so we do that and we're stating the opposite. So in other words, we're using the language of the subconscious, what the subconscious would say if it had a chance. Mm-hmm. And with, uh, So I don't want to let it go. I don't deserve to let it go. And then acknowledging both parts as well. Well, of course consciously everyone would say, yes, I want to move on from this. I want to be free of it. I want to be able able to do whatever it is but if they wanted it that badly Scott they would be doing it already so
0: So. there has to be a part of them that doesn't want it because they a friend of mine says we always have what we want the question is why do we want this right yes so if I'm unhappy about something if I start from a position of There's a part, and if I start from the position that 95% of me is subconscious, so I don't really consciously know why I do a lot of things, then I admit I don't know why, but I obviously do want this. So now I need to work with my subconscious to get it to want what I want as opposed to this other thing, which is not making me happy.
1: Yes, exactly, and to have an acceptance that that is going on rather than a frustration or an annoyance, because it's going on for absolutely everybody walking the planet, no one's unique mm-hmm. here, uh, so to have an acceptance of that um, and therefore honour it in what we say, so there is this part of me that genuinely wants this, but also there's a part of me that's holding back, and to acknowledge that in the phraseology is hugely important, and then uh, then. After that, you have fixed the reversal. Of course, you haven't fixed the problem, but you've fixed the reversal. So then it's like a painter walking into an art studio and deciding to paint his or her masterpiece, but somebody's already got to the canvas and splodged paint on it. They don't want that. They want a clean canvas when they're going to go in and start their amazing work. So it's the same with us with EFT. We want to start with a clean canvas rather than one that's already been partially painted on, or, or I could say, to use another metaphor, has got graffiti on, ugly graffiti. So it's been uh, th- there's been some sabotage there. Mm-hmm. So we, we want it to be the clean canvas that we start with. And the only way it can be a clean canvas is to override um, and neutralize the secondary benefit syndrome and also to reverse the general polarity reversal, if that makes sense. So clean that up. Uh, be aware of what could be creating that
0: reverse the reversal i like it
1: yes indeed so the negative and the negative makes a positive
0: (laughs) cool well annabelle this uh uh episode today has gone by so fast we've run out of time and i just can't believe that that we're we're done for this week if somebody wanted to know more about eft and maybe um some of the other things that you're up to, maybe how to go to the EFT gathering uh, coming up next year. Uh, what should they do?
1: Yes, uh, please visit my website, www.theefthealingcenter.com. And there's a lot of information on there about my upcoming workshops next Uh, next year Uh, and the gathering site is there as well and the way that i work and you're most welcome to schedule a 30-minute consultation with me to find out how i can serve you
0: wonderful well thanks for joining us everybody you've been listening to the eft healing center online radio network we'll see you next time bye bye